Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. I am the host of Manifest Daily. If you're new here, welcome. I am so excited to have you. You've definitely chosen a very delicious episode to tune into, okay? And if you're an OG listener, hey girl, hey, hey boy, hey, I am so excited to have you back for another Manifest Daily episode. So my loves, today's episode is going to be a bit like a fruit punch, okay? Hear me out. It's going to be a mix of different things in the brew, okay? Adding a little bit of alcohol. Not really. Actually, I'm sitting here. I'm very thirsty. I should have grabbed a bottle of water before I started recording, but here I am. I turned off my AC, so I'm basically sweating. I'm hot and thirsty. So let's see how, how this turns out. But I wanted to do sort of like a life update, catch-all episode episode and chat through a couple of different things that I really wanted to kind of talk to you guys about, but I don't necessarily know if they would make like good episodes individually. I mean, I I feel like they could be honestly, but I figured let's just sit down. Let's catch up. Let's chat through a bunch of things and let's just vibe. Okay. Let's just vibe together. So make sure you check out the show notes for timestamps. I'm going to include them in this episode because we're talking about a multitude of different things. And in case you're tuning in here for any one particular topic, you can just use the timestamps to kind of skip to where you want to listen into. But obviously if y'all are OG listeners, baby, y'all, I know y'all gonna listen to the whole episode. Okay. I know y'all gonna stick around for the whole episode because it's all tea. It's all tea really. So let's go ahead, dive into it. Grab your water. Don't be like me. Don't be like me. Stay hydrated. Grab your water, grab your tea, grab your tequila because it's Friday, baby. And we lady tits. Okay. Grab what you need to sit down. Let's vibe. Let's chat. The first thing I want to talk about today is just rolling with life punches. And I feel like maybe that's just not even the title that I want to kind of like name this particular segment of the episode, but that's what I jotted down. I jotted down like a couple different notes right before this. And by a couple different notes, I literally mean like four bullet points of what I want to talk about. But this is the first one. And this has come up specifically because I just got off the call with a friend. And if you are the friend, hey girl, and you're listening in, uh, I want you to know that you inspired this segment of the show. But we were talking about a particular season that she is in right now with her business and things being a little bit slower. I think if you are an entrepreneur, you can definitely identify with having a slow season in your business. If you're an entrepreneur, you can definitely, definitely identify with when you first start off your business, kind of having that period of like trying to get things off the ground, like literally feeling at some point in time, like you're pulling teeth, trying to market your business and get people to invest in you, whether you're marketing a service or whether you're marketing a product. But either way, that slow season, we've all been 
and there, especially as entrepreneurs, even if you haven't necessarily been an entrepreneur or started your own business, that slow season, quote unquote, who should have or will have definitely existed in your life at some point in time in a way, right? And what I mean by a slow season, it's just a season when things either feel like they're moving one slow, right? Or feel like they're just not working out for you. Every single where that you turn, you feel like you're running into problems. You feel like you're running into struggles. You feel like you just can't catch a break. I'm always very empathetic to situations like this because I've had my own fair share of situations like that where literally it feels like I was down on the ground and life was just kicking me. Life was just like, well, here's another thing to worry about. Here's another thing that's gonna go wrong. And it sucks. Like, let's just put that out there. It sucks. Whether we're referring to business, life in general, It just sucks when you're in a position where it feels like things are going wrong every single where that you turn. And I think one of the most important things that I was telling my friend today is like at the end of the day, you have to be the one to decide that you want to get up off the ground. I feel like a lot of times we are really reliant on sometimes outside sources, whether that be our friends, a partner, our parents, social media to give us the uplifting messages that we need to give us that reason for wanting to continue to give us that motivation. But once you start to realize all of that stuff, the motivation, the dedication, the commitment, the desire to want to get back up, the desire to want to do better, the desire to want to overcome any situation that you were put into, it comes from within, I think that's when you take your power back. If you are relying on outside sources to give you that validation and to tell you like, hey, it's time to get back up, you're going to be waiting for a long time because let's face it, we're all out here trying our best to do best by ourselves, to do best for our lives, our family, our circle of friends, things like that. And you just often have to find the motivation from within and really find that desire to pull yourself up off the ground. Now, let me say this. I've also been in that position, that place where things like depression are at play, right? Things like suicidal thoughts are at play. And it is often, it's easier said than done, right? To just be like, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and do a thing. No, it's not always that easy. And in fact, I would argue it's almost never easy. And that is the challenge of it all is to find the the power to actually do that. But I will also say that coming from a place where I've been through a lot of things, where I've had to figure out solutions for problems, where I've had to really rely on my faith, trust in God, trust in the universe, trust in where I was going. All of the situations, all of the things that I've gone through, I can now look back and be so proud of myself for overcoming that. I can look back and refer to different lessons. I can also do this really cool thing where I can help other people that are going through it. If I ever meet someone who is struggling to find work or who is struggling to get over a breakup or who's struggling with any particular thing that I myself have gone through, I can offer my advice if they need my advice, if they want my advice. I can say, hey, I was there once where you are and whether you want advice, whether you want someone to just listen and intake everything that you're saying, I can be that person for you. And I feel like oftentimes you look at the challenges in our life and we're so frustrated with them when we are going through them, which is understandable, obviously, if you're going through some shit, like you have the 
absolute right to be frustrated, to be mad, to be sad, to want to cry, to want to take a day and just literally have that pity party because y'all know I'm, I definitely be throwing my pity parties sometime. But at the same time, I think what challenges do is they give you something to overcome. And I feel like once you actually see challenges as like many tests to help you learn certain lessons, once you start to reframe that, you can kind of see whenever challenges come in your life, you can kind of look at it and be like, okay, I'm up for this. I'm up for this challenge. This is going to teach me about this thing. This is going to show me this. Every single challenge that I've encountered in my life where I initially faced it, and was like, I don't know if I can overcome it. I realized that I wasn't doing it by myself. Obviously, like I said, you don't want to look to outside validation alone, but you do have friends and family. You do have God. You do have these other entities outside of yourself that are willing to provide emotional support or even just like faith, if you will. But at the same time, it's like, once you realize that the challenges that you're facing are going to help you learn certain lessons that you need on your journey, that are going to help bring you closer to what you want, you start to see them a little differently. At the end of the day, they suck when you're going through them. But then what I've often noticed as well is that when I get to certain goals, when I get to certain places that I have been trying to get to in my life for a long period of time, I can look back and see how certain challenges shaped the pathway for me. How if I I didn't encounter certain challenges, how I wouldn't have learned the power of perseverance, how I wouldn't have learned the power of faith, how I wouldn't have learned the power of any particular thing that I needed on that journey in order to get me to where I am. So if you are going through a really tough season right now, I'm definitely here with you. I definitely understand, but it is a season. Know that. I want you to understand that it is a season and it's a season for a reason. Oh, wait a second, bars. Okay, girl, but listen, listen, it is a season and it is something that is temporary, okay? You will not always be in the place where you are struggling with this thing. And I know it just, sometimes it literally feels like when you're in that place and someone else isn't in that place with you, it's kind of like, girl, I want to hear it because you're like, you're not going through it with me. You're not struggling with me. I feel that. I truly feel that. And you're right. I'm not going through whatever it is you're going through. I cannot know the nuances, the intricacies, the particular details of how you are feeling because I'm not you. I can never be you. I can never have you experience. But I will say from my experience and what I have gone through each specific season, even though some of them felt like I was going through hell with no shoes on and my feet was burning. Okay. They did not last forever. They did not last forever. So whatever you're going through right now, just know that you will get through it. It will help you learn a lesson. I know we don't want to, you know, think about that right now because right now you're probably just like, girl, I hate what's going on right now, but just know it's temporary. And I think that helps to give us some reprieve because we know it's not a permanent situation, a permanent solution. And I will also say another thing that I really urge you to do is obviously certain things, again, the nuances of your situation may be particular where I don't know how much you've done or how much you can do to basically alleviate whatever you are going through, but just know that that you have to look at everything with sort of the solution mindset. At the end of the day, we're all going through shit. And like I said, you really are kind of the, the only one dealing with it because no one is ever going to be you. No one is ever going to have 
your particular experience and be dealing with anything that you're specifically dealing with in the way that you are. And so you have to like advocate for yourself by looking for solutions in your life. You're going through a certain situation. Have you exhausted all your options in terms of like what you can do, what you can control? And if you have, then really the the only thing left that you can do is have that faith, is to know that things will pan out in divine timing, is to know and trust that you've done all that you can. And I know sometimes that is the most awful thing to have to go through when you've done basically every single thing that you can and you feel like okay what else can I do like nothing is happening nothing is changing but know that if you truly have done every single thing that you can do that things are moving whether you can see them or not whether you can perceive it or not things are moving things are changing things are happening and your situation is temporary so I just want to put that out there for those of you guys that are going through any particular tough season in your life. I know I think we all are going through a collective tough season. We are still in the middle of a global pandemic. There are so many things happening in this world right now that every single day that I wake up, I don't watch the news, but I do get my news and kind of learn things in different ways other than the traditional media news outlet. And whenever I do learn something new, it's always like just a lot of stuff happening. We're all dealing with that. I think in other past instances when things have happened, it's typically been in like concentrated areas where it's like, okay, and and this is, I'm speaking for like my lifetime specifically, not like the history of the world because this is, this does not apply to the history of the world. But from what I know, it's been concentrated instances where there has been maybe something that happens in any particular country or state or wherever, and we can sort of like send resources and send prayers or whatever to that particular area and kind of feel like, you know, almost like you guys know that sort of sigh of relief that let's be honest, we all experience it. We all experience when we know that something has not happened in our particular home and our particular environment. And it's like, you know, that you can be part of the help, be part of the solution, but you're not necessarily experiencing it firsthand. But I think now we're all in the middle of a global pandemic. And then we all have other things happening on top of that. And as much much as the world wants to sit here and pretend things are normal and we all want to be posting on social and going to work and buying gas and doing all these things that we normally do on a typical everyday basis, the truth remains that we're all facing a lot of stress, a lot of just like really wild, hectic, chaotic, just energy right now. Like there's a lot of stuff happening right now. So we're all going through a collective tough season. And some of us may be experiencing it in different ways than others that may be forcing us or making us feel as if we're more isolated, as if we don't know where to turn. And I want you to know that you have places to turn, right? Even if it, you want to DM me, okay? I, I want to say that sometimes it does take me a little bit to get back to my DMs, but just know that I understand I'm here. You're not alone. Like you're not alone in whatever situation you're going through and it is temporary. Yes, my loves, there's a lot happening, but we all will collectively get through it together. I feel that. And hopefully the pandemic situations take a turn for the better soon. But honestly, everything feels very uncertain and up in the air at this point. I think that's what, what causes, at least for me particularly, a lot of anxiety around this thing that we're all collectively going through. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Another thing I want to talk to you guys about, shifting gears a little bit, is dating. I actually posted this on Instagram the other day that I I asked you guys how you were doing. And you sent in some beautiful messages. And we had messages that were just a wide range of things. So many of you were feeling grateful, which I love, happy, excited. But then we also had some of you guys who were feeling stressed and anxious and on edge and angry and sad and which is again totally understandable given the context given the situation that we're all in given the state of events of the world that we are in literally like just everything is very chaotic right now i posted that when i had originally posted the question that at the time i was feeling down and i was feeling down because i had been ghosted so i want to tell you guys that story a little bit here in this particular segment And then I want to chat with you guys about what are some things that I do. If you are single and if you are dating, I feel like you have more likely than not been ghosted once or twice or maybe a couple times in your life, which is such an awful thing. I feel like to say that it's been so normalized in our society, particular our young millennial slash Gen Z dating world now. Like it honestly feels kind of crappy that that is like a normal thing now. Essentially, I was seeing this guy. I actually met him on a dating app. Okay, now listen, I know I had taken a a break from dating apps and I like remember talking to you guys about this, but the other day I was just feeling this like call to go back on the apps and I didn't immediately act on it because I was just like okay maybe I'm just feeling antsy maybe I'm just feeling lonely sit with this for a couple days Deandra and see how you feel so I sat with it for a couple days and I just kept getting called to go on Bumble specifically because in my experience Bumble has been the place where I've met the least amount of like you know people with ill intentions I would say you know apps like Tinder and stuff like that where it's predominantly known as a hookup app and I'm really not out here trying to just like hook up with people randomly because I mean do what you do but y'all there's a lot of energy exchange within sexual relations and that's just something I like to be cognizant of but anyway so I went on the app and I paid for premium and I paid for a week so I was just like okay I'll be on here for a week let's see let's see what it does okay and after my like week is up I will most likely just delete it. So it was kind of nice because I had that boundary with myself. I had that sort of set timeline. Um, I like to pay for premium when I'm on Bumble because instead of me just like swiping aimlessly through people, I actually can see who has liked me and I can just like choose to like them back or not like them. So I feel like it gives me a more intentional way to scroll through the app without just being on there for hours. I can just kind of like swipe through the people that have already liked me. I matched with this guy who was very, very different than my usual type. Okay, so I hate to admit it. Actually, no, I don't really hate to admit it. Like I don't really care, but I do pretty much have a type, especially in terms of looks. Like I tend to, and I'm not saying I only date, but I tend to be 
attracted to black men. And I'm very open in terms of like dating. I'm not someone who I'm like, I have to be with a black man. Like I think my mom thought that for a really long time. And I was like, no, not really. Like I just tend to be more attracted to black men or those are the men that I tend to see more often that I'm attracted to, if that makes sense. But I'm attracted to everybody and anybody that I'm attracted to. Race, ethnicity, oh gosh, that's a, that's a tough one. Ethnicity doesn't really matter to me. In fact, I actually really like being with someone who has like a different race or ethnicity or religion as me because I'm just very interested in like learning about how someone was like brought up and their traditions and their culture and stuff like that. It's like very fascinating to me. Hence why I studied psychology and sociology in uh in college. So so anyway, so this dude was like different than my usual type. Like he was in particular, he was white. That was the biggest difference, right? But then also specifically in just like what he did. I won't be giving all the details about him, but just like what he did for work, like everything was just like very different than what I was used to. And so I found it kind of refreshing. I was like, okay, this is this, let's see where this goes. So we chatted for a while on the app. Eventually he asked politely for my number and we moved things off of the app. So I kind of like, I'm always hesitant at the stage. Y'all know the stage where you move things off the app because one, now you have my number. That's like a direct connection to me. We don't have the buffer of the app anymore. But I always find that like sometimes the conversation shifts really awkwardly when you go from like, app to phone I don't know what it is but sometimes the guys get like really weird I'm also very 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 like perceptive of energetic shifts like remember that for the rest of the story please but also intuitively I can pick up on these things like really easily now but anyway so we shift to the app or we shift to the phone we're texting whatever whatever right so we go out a few times okay guys we literally went on three dates and I know that's not I don't know maybe you think that's a lot maybe you think it's not a lot I personally feel like based on my dating experience since I've been out of my relationship that three dates is a good amount of dates. Now, what I mean by that is that typically on the first date, you get a good feel of the person, but typically by the end of the first date, you know, do I want to see you again? By the end of the second date, if things have gone well and you go to a third date, things are going pretty good. We all know in this day and age where things are moving so quickly and people are just doing like I don't know it's just like a very weird world I feel like with dating I feel like I can't keep up with like all the things happening but I feel like if I'm invested enough in what you're saying if you are treating me the way I like to be treated if we're having amazing conversation and I feel good about you and obviously you feel good about me and we've moved on and we've gotten through three dates like things are going pretty well and that that was what was happening things were going pretty well like there wasn't any thing and of course I made the TikTok the other day about like red flags and stuff so now looking back obviously because hindsight we love hindsight there were maybe two things that happened that I could look back on now and be like that was probably like a red flag to be like hmm maybe maybe we look at this guy a little differently but at the time you know it because there were so many other great things that were happening like the conversation and how he was like treating me I pretty much didn't notice those things. There were, they like didn't pop up as red flags for me in the moment, right? 
So we get to post third date and we're setting up our fourth date. So I remember we were kind of like chatting about some ideas and I tossed an idea out there and he was like, yeah, look, I'm totally down. Let's do it. We planned a day, but we didn't plan the time. And the following day, it was getting closer to the day. So I was just like, hey, uh, just checking in, like to make sure you're still down for this thing. Like, let's pick out the time, whatever. So I'm trying to just like chat. And I feel like I was... I like to now do this thing where I let men lead with the dates often just because it's more so aligned with the type of man that I'm calling in and it's just the whole thing and maybe we could talk about that in a different episode. I feel like I was in a space where I was just being open, being receptive, kind of going with the flow and the flow was that we both wanted to go on a fourth date. The next thing you know, it's the same day that I had asked about the time and everything and something shifted. And I remember feeling at first kind of like, okay, am I just like overthinking things? Am I overreading things? Am I overreacting? Because I think when you start to listen to your intuition, I think oftentimes what happens is you have these knee-jerk reactions of like, am I overreacting? Because it's so subtle. It's so, so subtle that I think your mind, your ego wants to think this is not a thing you're overreacting. Like, let's not read too much into this, right? But the intuitive nudge is so subtle that you have to be perceptive enough to pick up on it. You have to learn how to really recognize what are those intuitive nudges for you. I remember just feeling like something was a little bit off and it's so I I was going to say it's so silly, but I don't want to negate my experience by labeling it as silly because it wasn't silly to me at the time but his response time was off and we had been very chatty by text like I'm talking the way our conversation would go is like we'd be having like five different conversations at once and if you know me my Mercury's in Gemini I'm such a chatty person that that is like oh it like makes me like oh I love it when I'm ha- when I'm talking to someone and we're having like five million conversations at once like my mind moves so quickly when I'm talking that I can switch subjects and just chat about all the things all the time right and so he was keeping up with that with me and so I love that but that particular day it was kind of like the response time was off and then the responses themselves were just like they were just not giving what the other days had gave baby okay it was different And my initial thought was like, okay, well, he did tell me things were like really busy at work this week. So maybe this is just him being really busy at work. What's interesting is that I think the other days when he was busy, there was always the prioritization of our conversation at the same time. And I know some of y'all listening, you're like, girl, we got to work. Like people out here work and they can't just be texting you all the time. It's not necessarily the all the time. It's more so the cadence at which we were conversing. Because also y'all got to remember, I'm working too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Granted, most of the days we were talking, like I didn't have work because I was on PTO. But like, I get it. I get that people are doing things. I was also busy doing things, but I could tell the cadence had changed. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, don't read too much into it. The next, no, it was like that evening he responds. Then I sent a response to him. And so that was around like, I don't know, maybe 10 that night that he responded, which I hadn't heard from him since 10 in the morning. So 12 hours to respond. Y'all know, okay. Y'all know, like it's, it's not adding up. I don't care how busy you are. I truly do not care. You Taking 12 hours, unless you're on a flight where you have no in-service Wi-Fi or in-plane Wi-Fi, I'm sorry, but like maybe that's just how some people communicate, but... 
for me, communication is really important. Having like just being able to talk to my person or to my partner, whoever I'm dating. I don't particularly like not being addressed for 24 for 12 hours. That's just me personally. Like, okay, take take that with a grain of salt, if you will. If you're if you're different than me, you're different than me. But that's just that's just how I feel, okay? Uh, so yeah, so that happened, but then I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to see him soon anyways. So the next day, cause he typically would message me in the morning, uh, with some sort of message. Y'all know the typical good morning. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, but he didn't message me that morning. I knew then that something was really off because I'd sent the last message the night before and I was like, okay, like I also had a bunch of meetings that day in the morning anyway. So I just like went about my day, went to my meetings, did my thing at work, figured I'd probably hear from him by lunch. Didn't hear from him by lunch, didn't hear from him by dinner, didn't hear from him the next day, have not heard from this man since. So there was a lot of shame around this entire situation because for me, I had gotten so excited about our conversations. I remember like my mom had randomly asked me one day if I'd gone on a date and this time I actually had a different answer for her. I was like, yeah, I actually have gone on a date because typically I'm like, no, no, no. But this time I was like, yeah, like I got, I went on a date with this guy and he's so different and da, da, da. I felt a lot of shame because in my head, I, I don't know why, but my first thought was like, I'm gonna have to tell my mom not to ask about this guy anymore because she like, sometimes she like latches on to the thought of someone and will ask me about them for like ever. So I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to tell her like not ask about him, like we're not talking, like what will I tell her? And there was just so much shame around the situation. And I feel like when it comes to ghosting, I personally, I know I've done it in the past before. I'm ashamed of it, okay? But I also know that I was young. I was naive. I didn't have the communication skills at the time developed in order to tell the people that I did this to how I was feeling. Because I remember one time I went on this date and it was just such a bad first date. And the guy like texted me after and like I never responded to him. I think that was like the only time I ghosted someone. I might have ghosted someone another time before, but this was like in college junior year. I feel like that kind of excuses my behavior a little bit. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I was young, I was young, okay? Now I feel like we're grown adults and communication should be important especially with the fact that we went on three dates. It's not like we went on the first date and it kind of sucked and I like texted you. I hope you had a good time. You just didn't respond to me. I feel like then there's, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. It would still suck. It's still kind of like trashy to not respond. And I mean, guys, if you have ghosted before, I'm not fully saying I judge you because again, I've been there before I get it. It's just the confrontation I think is what it is for a lot of people. But I want to say that being on the other end, it just freaking sucks, especially when you've gone on three dates with someone, things are going really well. They're saying all these nice things to you. They're being really nice to you. The actions seem to be matching with the words and all of a sudden, poof, they're gone. It's like, I don't know, it's just very confusing. I think it introduces a lot of doubt into your particular like dating routine because then you start to think, okay, like basically then you start to kind of like put guards up. You start to think like, maybe I shouldn't have done this or maybe I, you know what I mean? Like it's like, was it my fault? Did I do something wrong? What could I have done differently? And I really had to get to the point where I was just like reminding myself, I honestly have done nothing wrong. Like, this is not on me. This is on the person who chose 
to just up and disappear. This is not something where I deserve to be punished. I have done absolutely nothing wrong and I don't deserve this kind of treatment. If anything, I'm really glad that this guy showed me the type of person that he was because clearly I was under the impression he was a different type of man and he wasn't that type of man. And now I know. Now I can move forward and know that I essentially dodged a bullet because clearly his communication skills are not as good as they appear to be, okay? And I feel like if any of you guys are in the dating game right now and you have been ghosted recently and you're kind of dealing with that shame or that guilt or that hurt around that, just know that you dodged a bullet. Like literally, you literally dodged a bullet. This person has shown you exactly who they are. Believe them. It's not a quote. It's like when someone shows you exactly who they are the first time, believe them. I used to be the type of person that wanted to send the guy a message and kind of let him know, you know, how I was feeling and how hurtful it was and just kind of hope that maybe he wouldn't do this to the next woman. But I've also come to realize that 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 does nothing. If someone is set in their ways, if they're the type of person who really just gives no regard to how you're particularly feeling by their disappearance, you sending a message, you trying to call them out, you trying to teach them a lesson is really not going to do anything. The best thing that you can do for yourself, your personal peace of mind is to block the person because if they ever try to come back, do not let them back in. They showed you who they were the first time. Do not let that person back in. So I'm a huge fan of blocking people. I will block your ass, okay? I would just block them and move on. Like literally... That's all we can do. And I think that it is just a tough situation to be in, especially with dating, because it's such a vulnerable thing to be doing. You know what I mean? Like you're going on these dates, you're having these conversations, you're talking about your dreams and your goals and your this and your that, and you're trying to basically put yourself out there for the sake of finding romantic love, for the sake of finding a romantic partner. It's a very, very vulnerable position to be in. So to have someone take advantage of that vulnerable position that you're in by roping you in and deciding that they don't want to talk to you but not having the courage to voice up, to speak that aloud to you, it sucks. But there's really not much that you can do in terms of teaching them a lesson. At this point, it's up to you to really like work on any specific healing that you need to do, especially if I know I've heard of people being ghosted, like being like full on relationships and having a partner ghost them, which is like I like my mind is blown when I hear that kind of stuff. So doing any particular healing that you need to do if you're in like a really serious ghosting situation like that, like, oh my gosh, I cannot even imagine. But also just like moving on. And I would say try your best not to try your, one like obviously listen to your intuition, but try your best not to let this like make you put up guards that you don't need, if that makes sense. I'm a very open person and I'm sure some people would say that maybe I need to be less open and maybe, you know, if I were less open individual, I would not be put in these positions or get hurt in this way and things like that. But I would also argue that being open is one of my strengths. Like that's something that I love about myself because we're all humans. And I feel like when you meet someone that is very open, when I meet other open, vulnerable people like myself, it is so refreshing because I think so many of us were putting up these guards. We're blocking ourselves off to humanity, to our humanness, our connections with each other because we're so afraid of getting hurt that it's often refreshing to encounter someone else who is just as vulnerable, who's open. And, you know, that being said, you can be vulnerable and open and still set boundaries. You can still have boundaries for how much you share. 
how much you open up to someone, how quickly you do that. You can set those boundaries. And that's something that I have been working on within my dating life is like setting boundaries while still being true to myself in terms of my vulnerability and my openness. I don't ever want these situations to allow me to become so hurt that I close myself off and change my entire personality and remove my openness because someone has hurt me. So obviously set boundaries, kind of like work on that healing, work on moving past what's happened, but know that not everyone is like that in the world. Like I think the thing that also helps me is knowing that I have been in relationships that where people were great. And even though those didn't work out in the past and I'm now single, They've shown me that there are great people out there. I know friends that are in amazing relationships with amazing partners. I am an amazing person. So I know amazing people with true and good intentions do exist. And just because someone has ghosted me doesn't take away from that fact. And just because someone has ghosted you, or maybe you haven't been ghosted, lucky you, okay? But just in case, or in case someone has ghosted you, just know like, that doesn't take away from the amazing person that you are. And it is just kind of a casualty of the dating experience in 2021, unfortunately, unfortunately. The next thing I wanna chat with you guys about is losing friends or growing apart from friends. I actually made a post about this on Twitter and a couple of you guys commented on there and were like, Yes, please talk about this in an episode. I I was struggling with this one at first because I guess I don't know what to say. Oh my gosh, am I literally about to cry? Like I'm so over myself right now. But I just, I don't know what to say because it's tough. One of the things that I have identified that's caused a drift in friendships is change in lives. And that's something that like makes sense, right? If you, or once you're growing up with your friends, you tend to get into different things. They get into different things. They go off and do their own things. They have their own lives, their own families, whatever. And I feel like that is a natural place where you guys can drift apart because you maybe you don't hang out as much. Maybe you're not like doing the same activities and maybe what brought you together was that you guys were in the same soccer league or maybe you had the same job or you went to school together. That was the thing that brought you together. And so now that you don't have that like glue, that, you know, thing that is the, what is the word I'm looking for? That is like the, guys, I'm so struggling. The common denominator, yes, that is the common denominator between you guys. Now your friendship is sort of drifting apart. It is, it's truly just kind of life. And I feel like I wanted to come on here and bring advice or give you tips or something like that because I didn't want to just sit here and talk about losing friends or growing apart from friends and being like, that's it, I don't know what to do. But I kind of don't know what to do. I'm in a similar position When I moved to Texas, like granted, when I was in Boston, it became a little harder after college because a lot of my friends, we went to college together. And after college, obviously everyone went back to wherever they're from. And I had a few friends still in Boston, but friendships started to drift, right? Obviously we're not at school. We're not going through our same routine that everyone's sort of doing their own thing. And it makes sense. That's just kind of life. And then I moved to New Jersey and then I moved to Texas. And I believe that the distance has obviously caused a bigger like drift because I think, you know, it's easy when, or not easy, but it may be easier if you can be like, okay, I noticed a drift happening. Let me go to lunch with 
this person and kind of catch up and then you can kind of like rekindle things and chat about memories and whatever and I know that you can do the same thing on like FaceTime and phone calls which I do do but it is definitely something that I've noticed in the past I would say couple months that some of the friendships that I had that were much stronger in the past they almost feel like it's just kind of like a we'll check in here or there or like the communication has just slowed down and I just feel a little bit more on my own. I feel like I'm like really trying to build new friendships here where I live. It's just tough because obviously as an adult, it's a little bit, I would say, it's, I would say it's a little harder to build friendships as an adult, especially in the climate that we're in, especially given the fact that I work from home and I, it's just a lot of stuff, hence why I got a dog, so that I can like be a little social in my home sometimes. One of the things that actually has been super helpful to me is building friendships online. I would say the majority of my close friends right now, minus a few people, are people I have never met in real life. <laughs> They're people that I have built these amazing connections with over the internet that I we've gotten to the point where we like text now and like we FaceTime and like it's or we have phone calls they are people that I have never met in real life and those are some of my close friends and I feel like one thing that I did that has helped me with friendships is just kind of being more open with friendships right so if you're someone where you kind of like, I don't know, frown upon online friendships or online connections or think it's weird or something like that. I would say be open. Like there are so many people online, especially if you are like say on Instagram and someone's like always liking your post and you love their style, like DM them, be like, oh my gosh, girl, like I love X, Y, and Z or like whatever. Like just literally, it's so easy to just start a chat with someone on DM. Like you guys will DM me. I will just like chat back. It's just so fun. Like it's just something where there's, I, I don't know, it's like less pressure. Also sometimes I get social anxiety. So it's like a lot easier to navigate a conversation on a DM for me sometimes. So that's another part of it. But if you are going through this, know that it is kind of a natural part of life. Like you're, I think it's kind of like ebbs and flows. And I know that there are people who have been, you know, friends with their friends since like kindergarten or like since they both popped out of the womb and they were like in the baskets or the bassinets next to each other in the hospital. And that's a thing. But I also know that similar to regular relationships, like romantic relationships and friendships, there's an ebb and flow. Like you grow as a person. Sometimes the person that you grow into is very much different than the person that your friend knew when they met you. And so you drift apart because of that. And in order to stay true to yourself, you it may mean drifting apart from that friendship. Sometimes we want to hold on to these friendships because they are what we know. They're so comfortable. They are so familiar. But if you are stunting your own growth and if you're holding yourself back from being your authentic self for the sake of preserving a friendship that you've outgrown, I would say that is a sign to let that friendship do what it do and drift apart. And there's nothing wrong with that. A uh, friendship drifting apart doesn't always have to mean you guys hate each other or that something went bad or whatever. It literally can just be that you've both grown and the people that you've grown into are people that are not as close or compatible as you once were and that is absolutely okay. So it is what it is, you guys. We're all kind of working through it. Don't be afraid to find friends online. Don't be afraid to DM me. And again, if it takes me a little bit to get back to you, I promise I will. I answer all the DMs. It just sometimes takes a minute because I... You know, you guys know.
it's a little anxiety provoking sometimes on Instagram, I will say. Another thing I want to chat about is my nine to five and entrepreneurship. So I've had a couple different, couple different episodes now where I've talked about entrepreneurship. I've talked about the job that I have now and how it's so like perfectly suited for myself and my life. And I would still say I agree with that. But what's so interesting is I've been having conversations with friends lately about how even though I have this job that's like really something I enjoy doing that's it's a great fit for me in terms of the schedule and the work and the everything that it entails that I have to do on a day-to-day basis for the most part sometimes it gets a little stressful like it's a little stressful right now but it's stress that I can handle I will say my desire to do my own thing because that's how I've been phrasing it these days do my own thing that desire, it almost felt like it was like gone for a little bit. I won't even lie. When I first started my nine to five, like the first two months, I didn't really feel a desire to do my own thing. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll continue doing the podcast because I love that. But like, I don't know if it doesn't make money, like whatever, like I'm cool. Like I'm okay with doing this, right? Doing my nine to five, like evolving here, growing here. Maybe I could stay here for 10 years. I don't know. I will say that my mindset on that has definitely changed. I wouldn't even say it's changed. It's more so that I always come back to the fact that I want to do my own thing. I always come back to it. I think that's such a telltale like future of a of an entrepreneur and of someone who is very entrepreneurial minded is that no matter what, you can have the most perfect job, the most perfect pay, the most perfect position, title, whatever, and you will still crave doing your own thing. You will still, still, still crave it. It's such a beautiful thing, I think, because in my current position, I'm learning a lot of skills that I know I need to have in my next stage of my business. A lot of leadership skills. I know I'm a good leader. I know that. I do it right now for a job. And so it's kind of cool to be paid to hone in on those leadership skills and to also like take a lot of lessons away from like how I can manage a team, how I can scale a team right now. I've been tasked with growing my team. Um, By the end of the month, I have to hire two new people on my team and it's probably going to be even more by the end of the year. And so Things are growing very quickly and scaling very quickly and I have to keep up with it. I have to keep up with it. I have to keep things going. People look to me every day and say, what should I be doing? What are we doing now? What's the strategy? What's going on here? How are we doing this? How are we doing that? And I have to have the answers and it's a lot of pressure But what I will say is it's made me realize that all the times I doubted, like, could I actually be a successful CEO? Because even though I've always wanted to do these big things in business and aspire to, we know how imposter syndrome is. We know how that little egoic voice is, how it likes to talk shit in the back. And I've always had these doubts, like, could I actually do this? Could I be successful? Could I actually be a good leader? And I have the proof. Like now I literally have the proof. It's kind of interesting that I have this like quote unquote perfect for me job and it's really reminding me of the things that I want to do and create in my life. And I think it's like really cool because it's, I'm not in the place that I was, I think before when I was at nine to fives, because before I was in a place where like, 
I would be at the nine to five, but I almost had this like bitterness and resentment towards my nine to five because I was like, oh, I want to hurry up and have my business take off so I can like get out of here and leave and not do this and whatever, whatever. And I know some of you guys have felt that and I completely understand and resonate with that because I've been there where you're just like so fed up with your boss or so fed up with your day to day or so fed up with whatever you know, little nuances that you deal with on a day-to-day basis in your nine to five that you're just so ready for your business to take off. But I've also seen the way that that can stifle your business growth because you're putting so much pressure, and I've mentioned this before, so much pressure on your business baby to run before it can walk. That can be something that stunts your growth. That can be something that makes you resent your business in a way if it's not growing at the speed that you want it to or need it to for you to be able to leave your nine to five. So in this particular situation and season of my life, I'm not in a rush to leave. I think that's the beauty of it is I'm in a in a good place. I'm enjoying my job. I'm enjoying my lessons. I'm so grateful for my job. Like I don't, I honestly don't think that I would have been able to move to Dallas. I would have been able to be living in the type of place that I'm living on my own, paying my bills. I wouldn't have the new car that I got. I wouldn't be able to get Kona, my dog, like all of these things if it hadn't been for my job. And so it's all been the snowfall, snowfall, snowball effect of things that I am grateful that this job has provided me. But I will also say that I realize now that this isn't my last stop. This isn't my last stop. And I'm so like grateful for the lessons that I'm able to learn and how I can take those into the next season of my life. But I don't know, you guys, it's just, it's made me realize, like I said, like I just really like doing my own thing. Like right now, there are so many things that are happening and they're happening slowly but surely. Like, you know how we always talk about like not being able to see the growth or not being able to see the changes? I can see them now. They may seem small to me, but guess what? We all start somewhere. Like, you know, when you like hear, when you like, okay, for example, like I watch a lot of YouTubes. I know a lot of like, or I don't know them personally, but like I watch a lot of these big YouTubers and it's so interesting because Like for some of them, I remember when they started, like I was kind of at the beginning of their journey when they had like a thousand subscribers and now they might have like 200,000 or whatever the case is. And it's just so dope to see that growth where it starts off like slow and it's like a little bit at a time. And then all of a sudden it's exponential, exponential and it builds on top of itself until you have this amazing growth that happened over time. And within my business, I'm starting to see those things happen. Like I haven't launched my skincare yet, but I know that I'm going to be devoting a lot of time and energy. I already have. I'm literally like putting things together this week. And oh my gosh, like it is much more work than I guess I planned for it to be. But that's one thing. But then with Manifest Daily, it's like, I don't know. There's like so much gratitude for new listeners. Hopefully you guys stick around. Love to have you. Okay. But then also just like things like trying to negotiate brand sponsorships or trying to think about growing the listenerships so I can get more sponsorships so I can do these cool things. And I don't be in a position where I'm really able to monetize my craft in a beautiful way. And I think that it's like we live in such a beautiful world now where like, yes, sometimes there are like crappy things happening in the world, but also the fact that we can like monetize these really cool skills and really cool hobbies that we have. I think that's like really dope. Like that is just pretty awesome when you think about it so yeah like nine to five life still happening still gonna be happening for a while but 
it's just like a different vibe to it now because I know that like my end goal is to just do my own thing. And when I think about it, it's like my business vision, like it used to be like one thing. Like I used to think and be like, okay, there's like one thing I want to do or like I want to do this and have that be my mainstream of income. Now when I think about it, it's like I want to just be doing like a bunch of different stuff. Like I just want to like create. <laughs> like I just literally want to create. Like I want to create YouTube videos. I want to create podcast episodes. I want to create skincare. I want to write a book. I want to be able to like speak at conferences, to come on other podcasts, to do interviews. Like I just want to be able to talk to people and create and share my experiences and talk about your experiences and that's literally what I want to do and I'm like I remember a time when it like something like that felt so arbitrary that it was like that's not a career how do you make money out of having conversations and creating but it's like it absolutely is a career like it can absolutely be done and and I'm I'm doing it like I'm literally doing it so that is, that's, that's like really dope. I kind of want to end on one last thing that's kind of related to the entrepreneur note and growth as we were just chatting about it. But I want to remind you guys that growth does not have to take forever. It does not have to take as long as you think it's going to take. I was like, I came across this girl on Instagram, this young woman, I should say, because I've been like really taking offense to men and women calling me a girl. I don't know if you guys are facing that, but it kind of like, I just, it, it I don't like it. I don't like it. I want to be called a woman, a young woman if you want, but I don't like being called a girl. So I've also been working on not calling other women girls because I find it kind of offensive. Um, but anyway, so I came across this young woman on Instagram. No, just kidding. On YouTube. I, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting her name, which, uh, oops. But she has a cosmetics business where she sells like wholesale cosmetics to other young women hoping to start lip gloss businesses, cosmetics businesses. I recently came across one of her videos where she was kind of talking about her journey and talking about how about a year ago she was in a place where she was kind of like just down in the dumps, like didn't know what she was doing, like, you know, just kind of in that place that I think we've all been where you're kind of like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn next. Like, I need to figure out what the heck I'm doing with my life. And she ended up starting this business. Since she started that business, she has, I think she's like, you know, we love the six figures, right? But I think she's like made a ton of money. It's like now her full-time job. She's like bought a brand new house, a brand new car. She's doing really well for herself, right? And material possessions aside, because I do think that material possessions are kind of like one of the markers of quote unquote success that we may have, because depending on, what material possessions you are calling in that could be a goalpost for you. I don't think it necessarily has to be shallow if you desire a new car or desire a new home. I just want to put that out there because I also have some material desires and I'm very, I'm upfront about them. Okay, I want what I want and I like what I like. But material possessions aside, she has also just done an immensely amazing job at crafting a business that is perfect for her, crafting an entirely new reality in about a year. I'm so inspired by that. I'm honestly so inspired by that because I think that there are people, we talked about this all the time, there are people who start a business, it takes them five years to grow. It takes them five years to get off the ground. It takes them five years to make a dollar. There are people who start a business, go viral tomorrow, they make $10,000 
in an hour, okay? Everyone's journey is different, but what I want to highlight here is that we don't know when we are going to have those growth spurts, those moments of like just immensely quick growth over time. In order to not hinder ourselves, I think we need to stop putting like labels on how long it's going to take. So I've been practicing this. Instead of me saying like, it's going to take me five years, I'm like, it might happen next year. What I've started to do is like plan for it to happen next year, but also be open to the idea and the understanding that it might not happen next year. That way I'm sort of looking at like the, like here's the minimum thing that can happen next year by the end of next year. But at the same time, like it might not happen, but I'm totally okay with that. Like I'm going to go with the flow. But what I know is that I will grow in some way by the end of next year. Like growth is inevitable. As long as you're taking action, making changes, implementing things, growth is inevitable. Growth is going to happen no matter what. But the quickness of the growth is not up to you necessarily. I think it's a really freeing thought when you realize it because then it's like if things are happening slowly for you or they feel like they're happening slowly, that is an invitation for you to not blame yourself. It is not fully up to you. So therefore, if it's happening slower than you want it to happen, do not worry about it. Or I mean, I guess you can worry about it because you can, you're entitled to your feelings. But just know that it is not something where you need to blame yourself or be angry with yourself that you're doing Doing something wrong you're you're manifesting incorrectly or something like that because I have seen rhetoric like that which I think is also very traumatic and damaging that people should be telling you to turn against yourself and be upset with yourself that you are not manifesting something correctly sometimes it's just a matter of divine timing you can be doing all the things and guess what you're still growing you are still growing but you might not be able to see it in the way that you want to see it and then guess what it might be something like year one Year two, it seems like it's not really growing. You're like, damn, like, what's good with this? What's good? Year three, it pops off. You're a millionaire. Year three, it pops off. All your goals, check, 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 done. Year three, your entire life changes. So let's just like continue to work towards our goals, to work towards our big vision and have fun with it. Have fun on the journey because guess what? I personally love a story that has a little twist and turn to it versus a story where it's like, she started the business. She was successful by tomorrow. Let's be honest. That's kind of a boring story. It's a two page book. No one's reading it. Okay. Versus if you got a little 300 page thriller, you got a little action in there. Some drama, some spice is nice. Cayenne pepper. We like it. We love it. Okay. It gives us something to actually like you know, it's sticky, it gives us something to, something to stick to. And think about it this way, when you're like, you know, depending on like what your vision is, like maybe you're on the TV, I don't know, Oprah's interviewing you perhaps. I don't know, does she still do interviews? Someone is interviewing you for a segment of something to learn about your journey. How cool is it that you have these things to tell them about? I know right now the challenges suck, but I'm telling you, it makes for a good story when you're telling it to the audience and you're talking to people and you're really reminding people of what you've overcome to get to where you are now and you are inspiring others who want to overcome what you have overcome in the past. So growth is happening, okay? Growth is happening, my loves. Do not put so much pressure on yourself. It's happening, I promise you. I promise you, I promise you. As long as you're taking action, you're implementing action, you are having that faith, believing in yourself that growth is happening. Okay, my loves, that is the end of this episode. My eyes just got so dry and itchy. Like, I don't know if anyone else has this problem where like they get dry eyes and it just itches. Of course, I wore mascara today, so I'm like rubbing my eyes and they're like 
super black everywhere now. So that is what I'm dealing with. Uh, but I am about to go wrap up some work for my nine to five. I literally have like a bunch of things I need to finish before the end of the day. It's beautiful right now. I'm in my office currently and the sun is like on the other side of like my house. So it's coming in really nicely through the office. Of course, that also means it's quite hot in here. So I'm gonna go put the air on. But I wanna thank you guys so, so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you love this catch up with me. I like feel like I kind of want to like do these once in a while or so. Just kind of like uh, episodes where it's like just a bunch of topics all in one because they feel very, very fun to me. And I love them. They're like very chatty. Of course, like I wish I was sipping my water with y'all. We would have been having drinks together. But clearly y'all know I'm thirsty. So I'm about to go get some water. It's, again, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to give this video. No, no, no. What am I saying? Oh, my God. I've been talking for too long. This is not a video. Can you please just uh, subscribe on Spotify or Apple if you haven't already? Um, leave a review, a five-star review. I'm gonna have to specify now because I think some of you guys are not leaving five-star reviews. If you don't wanna leave a five-star review, just don't leave one at all, okay? Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, these algorithms don't play out here and really, I'm not gonna play with them. It's like the, the government, like you don't wanna play with these people, okay? You don't, you just don't. But anyways, thank you, my friends. I will chat with you in the next episode. Have an amazing day, have an amazing weekend. I appreciate you so much, bye.